1: The moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. I'm not going to lie, BT. I thought that Bruce Buffer was just going to fight Jack Hermanson. Like, you want to talk about an announcement getting right up in somebody's grill. Nobody's better on this planet at their job than Bruce is at doing what he does inside the office
0: i agree you know that and also to, it's pretty uh impressive to pass a family member in the uh in, in, the, in, the, in the ring announcing business I, I like he's just he's so perfect for the sport everybody loves it the suit's always awesome uh i loved it i loved it right in jacker manson's face gets the fist the fist bump before he goes into uh fight chris curtis here so very very exciting
1: We'll keep you updated on this fight. So right now, it's a couple of minutes into round number one. Unranked action man, Chris Curtis, taking on number eight-ranked Jack Hermanson. So we'll see how this one goes. We'll keep you updated, Hermanson, right now. I'm kicking away here early on. So we've got a bunch of big fight announcements this week. Nate Diaz versus Hamza Chimaev. I don't know if I can say this one came out of nowhere because it's been teased a little bit. But once it finally got announced as being real, I still didn't believe it. I mean, that's that's real, right? Like we're actually assuming you both guys stay healthy. We're going to see those guys step in the octagon together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like it. they, uh, this is, uh, this is going to be, I guess, the swan song for Nate Diaz before, I guess he's going to go fight, uh, presumably Jake Paul sometime in December or something like that. But, um, he gets his final fight. He said he's been calling for anybody you know had the whole interview with ariel hawani to put it out there and is uh the whole free nate diaz thing and so they freed him they gave him hamzat
1: um i don't know if they freed him i would say they screwed him right now nate's coming in as a plus 775. you heard that right a plus 775 for a future ufc hall of famer versus hamzat jamayev who still has less than five fights in the ufc at minus 1100 I'm not saying I'm putting money down on Nate Diaz, although that line is ridiculously big. I mean, here's the way I'm looking at it, all right? I'm not saying Nate Diaz is in his prime, but I am saying that when Conor McGregor was in his prime, Nate Diaz took him out. He was the first one to take him out. I don't think that Hamzad right now is as good as Conor was then. So I've seen him beat fighters of this ilk before again i'm not trying to talk you or me into putting money down on Nate Diaz, but plus 775 which is stupid
0: yeah and you don't get odds like that in the sport very much like you always feel like in mixed martial arts four ounce gloves guys getting tired um there could always be a chance like there could always be something wacky like we're seeing next week we got the the rematch between juliana pena and amanda Nunes. like Nobody on God's green earth that wasn't related to Juliana Pena gave her a shot in that fight, and she won. She she shocked the world. You know, same thing with Holly Holm against Ronda Rousey. Like in this sport, you know, if you're if you're in the realm of like plus seven hundred, you're like, wow, that is that's some that's some crazy money coming your way. But your argument about it being okay, he's beaten better guys or better guys at their peak. I think the the, the question's got to be, okay, can Nate dial it back like that? Can he dial it up to who that was back then? Because, um, you know, like when he just took on Leon Edwards, yes, everybody only remembers the last 30 seconds where it looked like maybe he was going to put Leon away, but, you know, he was getting pieced up for the most of that fight. The Jorge Masvidal fight, he, was, he got obliterated. He got his face, you know, torn off in that one um so is he really that guy anymore is the question i know that he has a cult following unlike anybody else in the sport and you know if you do believe in him and you are part of the Nate Diaz army like i mean hop on it because i feel like he is going to have support that is going to swell there for him um I, I would say the only argument you can have is if you look back at hamza's last fight against gilbert like certainly the questions of we talked about guys in gas tank and and facing adversity he certainly was one of those guys where when Gilbert pushed back a little bit, you're like, oh, now he's starting to deal with it. But I thought that he passed those tests pretty well. Nate Diaz is a a, a different level of zombie, but I don't think he's as good as Gilbert Burns.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. So what's the upside for Hamza? Like, he just took out Gilbert Burns, and now you're going to fight Nate Diaz, who hasn't well, he's won what, one fight in the last four calendar years. So I don't really understand. The, it's a big name. But we know that he's good enough to beat big names at this point, so I don't understand how this, I guess, helps him get closer to the title, gets him a big payday, I suppose. Although, dream with me here. What if Nate wins? I mean, they just let him walk after that. Like, what if Nate wins? Uh, if he wins, I mean,
0: like, there's an. I mean, maybe he actually gets his. I mean, that's gonna be interesting thing to see what he wants to do then, because if he's a free agent he may go double middle fingers. I'm going to go fight Jake Paul for a gazillion dollars. And then maybe I'll come back and fight Connor again. I mean, he really, like if he wins this fight, anything he wants basically. Um, and you may say, all right, well, does that mean he gets a title shot? I guess I wouldn't, what is, what is Hamza number three in the world? Yeah, I guess it could. The argument could definitely be there. It's not like you're going to have a, uh, you know, Camaro said that he wanted to fight a Diaz brother before. So, For sure. I think that, I think Kamara would be open to it. Conor McGregor, the fight becomes even bigger. I think if he wins this fight, um, what does it do for Hamzat? It's notoriety. Like it's, you know, it's like beating anybody who comes up and you beat a guy who's a little bit past their prime, but you have the name on your resume. It's a big deal. Like, you know, Israel Adesanya beating in Anderson Silva, you know, you just have it on the resume and, and that's a good thing to have. So I think for Hamzat, like he gets a main event here, uh, which are always rare, the non-title main events. It's uh, it's it's great main event experience for him. I don't know what the contract situation is. I'd, I would g- guess that he's going to get pay-per-view points and, and maybe get a piece of the pie for this, but you never know because Colby Covington didn't for uh, the all fight, so I, I don't know what his money situation is here, but I imagine he's going to get a nice payday for this one as well um, with it being a main event fight, so there's that upside as well.
1: co going down right now as we speak. Chris Curtis taking on Jack Hermanson, UFC London, in the second round right now. Most people think that Jack Hermanson is up one round to zero right now. He keeps a kicking away, man. He is chopping down at that leg of Chris Curtis. We'll keep you updated on what happens in this fight. It went off as a pick Um, So is the only way that we're ever going to get Conor McGregor Nate Diaz three is if Nate wins this fight? Because it seems like he's not just talking this time. Like He's done done if he loses this fight.
0: I Yeah, I would say so. It um, sucks. Unless, you know, if he comes back and then he knocks out Jake Paul, like I think that could also lead to him coming back and fighting Conor too. But yeah, I think that's certainly – I, I think him – I think the part of this that Nate wanted to do – I don't think Nate always wanted to be tied to Conor McGregor. Like I think being always looked upon as Conor McGregor's safety net of Conor's last big fight, Nate doesn't – you know, he doesn't march to that beat. Like he's not going to be looked upon. You know, he's a guy who's a wacko. Who's going to say, Oh, I'm going to only fight Israel out of Sonia and Francis and He's not going to sit here and say, Oh, I'm going to sit here and wait for Connor. Like he's like the, the rare guy in the sport. Who's been there, done that with Conor McGregor. I don't think really needs the fight financially. Um, So I would say for him, he's just like, I don't need to fight Conor McGregor again. I have another path to make more money. Once I'm out of this UFC game, um I think the interesting thing is what has what happens to Connor because I felt like we put all these options out there for him that seemed like the most obvious one where he was going to go um so where does he go from this standpoint does that lead to him maybe taking on Masvidal I don't know
1: so do you think that the UFC is doing Nate a favor by giving him this huge opportunity like you said it's I mean kind of a number one contender fight in a weird way like I'm not saying that if hamzad wins maybe he does like he gets to fight for the belt next that wouldn't be so crazy but if nate did as you point out like this is a big opportunity also he asked for izzy and he asked for Engan and that was ridiculous but they kind of gave him like the next in line so was not that crazy
0: well i i think i, I think favor is a strong word i don't think they did him a favor uh in in the, in the regard of taking on a guy like hamza because hamzad has looked like an absolute beast um, But I think what the favor is is like they're not, I guess, for lack of a better term, holding him hostage. They're not going to just hold him out until Conor McGregor's leg is better. Uh, They're going to have him do his last fight. And maybe there is a little bit of a wink nod. Like, hey, you fight this fight, fight Jake Paul. Please beat Jake Paul because you know Dan is you know, dying for somebody to do that. You beat Jake Paul, then the Conor fights back on. Because I don't think if he goes and gets dusted by Hamzat, He's just Teflon enough where I just don't think people care that much. Like he's always going to have the love of the fans.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price, price Priceline
2: it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all, it's only pressure you got this Adidas
1: Learn more at marines.com. Dude, people watch Tyrone Woodby fighting. Like, of course, people would obviously keep watching Nate Diaz if he went in there against Jake Paul and everybody's looking for Jake Paul to lend up on his backside. Nate Diaz is probably the one out of all the people that he's fought that our community, right? Like the fighting community would love to see him end up standing above him. All right. So Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev is official. Are you surprised what the odds look like? I told you that if we saw this fight announced, that I thought that Oliveira would be the underdog. Then the odds came out, and Oliveira is the underdog. I just didn't think he'd come in as a, wait for this, plus 165. Islam Makhachev on the comeback, friend of the show, by the way, at a minus 200. Jake, if you want to take this one first, what up with those odds? Like, minus 200 for a guy that's never fought a top 10 fighter and now he's fighting against a champion what am i missing here i love islam
2: so i i don't agree with the odds but uh i understand them i just i just want to ask a question what what how can islam win this fight is there what is his path to victory i want to ask that to you too
0: I mean, my guess is if he's going to win the fight, like, he's going to have to dominate on the ground by a lot. Like, his grappling and the kind of punishment that he can deal with down there has got to be at another level from Charles Oliveira's. And it's a dangerous task. Like, it's always kind of been the thing. It's like people compare it to the modern-day Khabib versus Tony. Like, Tony was always the dangerous striker from the bottom, unorthodox submission game, always was could he be the Rubik's Cube that Khabib could solve? Now you're talking about a guy in Charles Oliveira who's, you know, had a much better career than Tony now to this point. Like has been as da- has taken out the most dangerous strikers in the division. Uh and did it dealing with adversity too. Like it's not like he he steamrolled him, like took some tough shots and then came back and gave him even worse damage the other side. Um, and we know what a submission game is. Like he's he's as dangerous as it gets. So I didn't get it from the start, man. Like I, I you know, you guys were right in that. Islam was going to be the, the opening line favorite. I, I just think that's crazy to 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 keep disrespecting Charles Oliveira like this and to treat a champion, belt or no belt, a guy who has been to the mountaintop and has taken out the names that he's taken out and to just give it to a guy who, look, some of it's not his fault because the guys have gotten hurt, guys have gotten sick, but Islam Makachev has not done anything in this sport compared to Charles Oliveira. I don't care who his best friend is.
2: No, I totally agree with you. That's why I asked the question because I don't understand. I understand the odds. I understand the Khabib hype. He's Islam Makshev. I get it. He's going to be a favorite over most people, I guess, including Charles Oliveira. But the disrespect continues, and it's annoying because, as I said, I don't see many paths to victory for Islam. I think his path to victory here is clinch control and top control. And that is not – I don't think you're going to be able to have clinch and top control against charles Oliveira for 25 minutes charles Oliveira is a very skilled black belt probably the best bjj practitioner in all of lightweights islam's not gonna be able to lay on top of him for 25 minutes
0: yeah unless okay. like we're unless we're talking about a guy in islam and we and this is this is the thing we don't really know because we haven't seen islam in there with the best of the best but like unless there's just this great strength discrepancy which there may be you know, wrestling bears and all that Dagestani stuff. Like I don't know, maybe he's got some superhuman stuff that we're just we're, we haven't that Charles hasn't faced. But that to me is like the the big unknown. Is like okay, is he so much stronger in the grappling game? Is Charles going to be able to not do anything? And also, you're not going to put your neck in any bad spots to where he can get taken out.
2: I caught the I'm ticket not- plus one ninety five on Charles so.
1: I'm not that surprised that he's a favorite, talking about Islam. I'm just surprised that he's that big of a favorite at minus 200. Speaking of a guy that's way too big of a favorite, another fight that got announced, Sean O'Malley taking on Pierre Yan Yan. coming in, BT, at a minus 410. O'Malley, the first time he's going to be an underdog in the UFC at plus 330. Are you surprised that he's that big of a dog?
0: Uh, no, not really. I think in a lot of people's minds, like Jan is, uh, the most dangerous guy in the division in a very, very good, dangerous division. Um, he is, gets better as the fight goes on. And I don't think Sean O'Malley has been known as like definitely this guy who just comes out there and obliterates you in one round. So I get it. I, I, I kind of, that one actually makes the most, makes way more sense to me that, that, Sean O'Malley would be that big of a dog. Um but to your credit like you said, you know, you've been asking if he wins this fight or if he if he you know, is he a couple of fights away from the title? If he wins this fight, he'll be right there. Like you know, if you beat Peter Jan, Sean O'Malley can shut everybody up with, with a win here. Like this is this is a shut up the doubters kind of performance that he's got in front of him.
1: It's crazy because I thought he would have had to not just win his last fight, but dominate to get a guy like Piotr Jan. And we know that that's not really what happened. Like, I would say that O'Malley lost the first round, then eventually the eye poked, and they called it early on. Like, I was surprised to see this announcement, and I was also surprised to see that O'Malley's this big of an underdog. I mean, Jan is coming off of a loss, and O'Malley is a guy that doesn't lose very often. We'll keep talking about this as we roll on with MMA Kelton coming up next. You're locked into the BETQL Network.